0: Welcome back to the diet ride podcast. I'm Alyssa Miller
1: and I'm Brooke Miller and we're both dietitians, both mamas, both from the Midwest,
0: both live in Denver
1: and we're coming at you today with a very exciting episode we have been looking forward to this for a while we're so excited to introduce our guest madison you may remember her from a while ago she was known more as sunny times and we talked all about challenging the food police that is such a great episode so definitely go back and, and listen to that because we reference it a lot but um She's had some really exciting updates in her life and she has a podcast and all of these things that we wanted to share with you that we know are going to help change your life.
0: Yeah, Madison, Um, like Brooke said, we just talked about a little bit off air too. We talk about our episode with you so much we talk about in our membership it was just really powerful some of the imagery you gave us and we love what you're doing now can you take a second and if people haven't heard our old episode which we will have linked down below if you want to go check that out but if they haven't heard that episode introduce yourself tell them who you are what you do and what you're all about
2: yeah so hi i'm madison i'll just tell my story um again in case you didn't hear the other episode. And also too, I think it's I think that's the cool thing about telling your story, especially on a podcast, is like some different stuff comes up every time. And I feel like it's like, you know, a lot of times what people need to hear, what was meant to be said. So I'm just gonna go with it, and see what yes. part of my story comes up um today and hopefully it's exactly um, yeah, what you guys need to hear and what resonates with you. So anyways, I'm Madison. I'm a mindset and energy coach. I help women ultimately create a life they love using the power of their mindset, energy, and intuition. And my journey started back kind of in high school when I had an eating disorder. I had anorexia, and it was something that I just really, really, really deeply struggled with and was, was miserable, was thinking about food all the time, I felt like so physically um, unwell, yet, you know, for me, it was like this way of feeling a sense of control in a world that I felt like I had no control over. Like if I could control all my food perfectly, then maybe everything would be like, okay. Right. And I would feel like I had um, control, but obviously the more I tried to cling to control, the more out of control um, I felt. And It got to the point where it was like a a crossroads. My parents were like, listen, like you are basically killing yourself. You're either going to go to treatment or you're going to get yourself better. Take your pick. And I was like, ooh, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to treatment. Like, no, 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 no. So I, you know, set my mind to healing. I was like, I am getting better. I am not about to go into a hospital where these people are going to force feed me. I'm not doing it. And looking back, I'm like, okay, treatment is actually so helpful for so many people, it would have been fine. mm -hmm. But for me, I was just like, oh my God, no, like it sounds terrible. So I got determined to heal on my own. And, you know, in high school I healed physically. I what I would like looking back, I call it like a pseudo recovery. I thought I was healed because I looked okay. I felt good enough. I was eating good enough or enough. I don't even know if good (laughs) fits in that context, but (laughs) enough, but like really according to like what standards, I don't know. I just made it all up, you know? (laughs) So, um, then I went to college and in college, I was a very, very, very studious, but also a hard partier. So I would literally party study, party study, party study all the time to where there like, wasn't any, there wasn't even room for my food issues to come to the surface. I kind of like, honestly, they just got buried under all the studying and drinking. And then after college, um, I, when I was, you know, working in the real world, not drinking like a party animal, you know, all of that started bubbling back up to you. the surface. And I found myself, you know, really falling into like orthorexic tendencies and thinking about food all the time, making, trying to make sure I was eating perfectly clean. Should I eat this? Should I eat that? Oh my God. And it's just like constant like spinning in my mind, just constant, constant, constant mental chatter about should I eat this? Should I eat that? I can't eat that. I can't eat this. Oh my God. That's going to cause my digestion to do this. (laughs) Like just the whole thing all day. This was, what was going on, um, in my brain. And at that time, I, um, came across a book called intuitive eating, uh, which I'm sure many of you have read and heard about, and it was, you know, presents the whole idea that like, you can listen to your body and, you know, eat what you want and you can still be happy and healthy and perfectly fine. I was like, Oh my God. Like, you know, it's like these like,
0: Huge I, don't know, like light <laughs> I was going to say alarm
2: bells, but like jingle bells, if they're not alarms <laughs> would not be, oh, but not more that. like jingle bells went off in my brain of like oh my gosh, like, this is the answer. This is what you've been looking for. It was like, my soul was telling me, like, this gets to be true for you. It gets to be, it gets to be better than this. You know, for so long, Mm -hmm. I believed I'll never get over, you know, I'll just be stuck feeling this anxious forever. And, you know, reading that book was like, just like made me think like, no, like that doesn't have to be um, my reality. And so... Again, I got really determined to be like, okay, like this is my next level of um, healing. And I just started questioning everything I thought I knew to be true about food and my body and my health. Like, literally, question everything. Well, why is that true? Who said that? Why are you supposed to eat this and not that? Like, mm-hmm. according to who? And like, how does this person who said to eat that know my yeah. body? Like, you know what I mean? So I just started yes. questioning everything. I really, you know leaning more into my intuition and trusting myself and okay well what do i want what would feel good for me what if i don't die if i eat dairy (laughs) like you know what i mean um so that's yeah so long story short i like went on this um journey of intuitive eating and you know what i discovered for myself was that like intuitive eating was amazing because it was you know really for me, it clicked the piece into place about honoring my hunger and fullness and, you know, listening to my body. However, I think for me, there were deeper layers of the thoughts and beliefs driving my behaviors around food. So I feel like I had to go a layer deeper and really look at like, okay, what am I thinking? And, feeling and you know what's going on under the surface that's driving me to have these behaviors and when I really started learning how to reprogram my subconscious mind it's like that's when everything shifted and you know even a deeper layer than your thoughts and um, beliefs and how you feel is your identity who you believe you are right and it's like you know when we can shift on those deep levels and I was constantly asking myself like how would the version of me who's mm-hmm. already made peace with food show up? What would she eat? What would she do? How would she feel? What would she believe? How would she think? And really being like, how can I step into her, mm-hmm. um, today? So anyways, long story short, I, um, healed so much around food and felt really got to the place where I was able to just eat in a balanced way without all of the constant thinking, anxiety and guilt and worry. And like the whole <laughs> thing. And, um, was like, Oh my goodness. Like, Every woman in the world needs to know about this because it is so amazing. It changed my life so much. My chronic back pain that I had had for two years disappeared. My eczema that was all over my head disappeared. I, I completely eliminated my, I shouldn't say completely because I would say it went, my anxiety went from like 99.9% of the time to now like 2% of the time. And, you know, it just changed my life so much. And like now I'm in this place where I literally don't even think about Food. And I know for some of you listening, you're probably like, well, oh my gosh, like, how could that ever be possible? Like, it is. Trust me, like, I felt the same way um, as you before, and it is possible. So, anyways, I became a health coach, started teaching everything I um, learned, took so many women through my um, online program called The Subtle Art of Food Freedom, which really was just teaching everything that had worked for me and healing my relationship with food and going to those deeper layers of healing the, the thoughts and the beliefs driving the, an identity driving um, the behaviors and did that for a while. And, you know, saw amazing results with my clients, really the same thing started happening for them. And throughout this whole process, I went on this deep, like almost like spiritual awakening, just like personal growth, spiritual awakening. And I just started learning about mindset, energy, Manifestations, spirituality, literally anything to do with personal development. I became yeah. like I just fell in love with it. I was so excited by it. I was so excited by this idea that like our life gets to be good. Like for so long, I didn't mm-hmm. let it be good, you know. And so I started realizing like, wait, if I could change everything in my life, my feelings, my thoughts, my beliefs, everything about food and my health and my body, then what if I could change? all other areas of my life. And mm. so I started, you know, applying the same tools and principles I used to heal with food to improving my relationship, making more money in my business, like all these other areas of my life. And I found that for my clients the same thing started happening for them too. It's like once they healed with food, it just became this ripple effect to being able to apply that to the rest of their lives. So early this year, which is literally mm. crazy, that's like almost a year ago at this point. <laughs> right? Um I pivoted and expanded my business because I realized like wow like my I think my mission is much bigger uh, than just the food piece because what I'm seeing with myself and my clients is that like it ripples out to all other areas of your life and you know the tools that really helped me the most were those deep tools that allow you to go inward like really looking at your subconscious mind, doing meditations hypnosis all of the like um yeah just energy and um mindset work so now that's what I'm teaching in kind of like a broader frame of Mm -hmm. really healing and transforming all areas of your life by connecting with your intuition and transforming all that stuff going on 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 the inside and really it's like you know it's not necessarily becoming a different person it's just clearing out all the Mm -hmm. shit that's standing in Mm the way of you being the version of you that you're meant to be
0: Amen. Madison, first of all, I could listen to you talk forever, so which is why she's got a podcast. <laughs> so good. And you have a podcast. I don't know if you guys couldn't yes. tell, she's a podcast, which she's an incredible speaker, so of course she does. Um, can you do, first real quick just tell people where to find you on the podcast? It's magnetically yes. you, right? Yeah, the podcast is kind with a year. Thank you so much. That's so
2: kind of you to say. I'm a Uh, great speaker. I feel honored. It's (laughs) fantastic.
0: It's such a great storyline. You hit on so many things that I think a lot of our listeners and myself included can resonate with of going through these cycles of life Mm -hmm. and kind of realizing things aren't working and pivoting and trying again and doing something different. And maybe even it is working, but it's not working the best, right? Like, okay, how can I make this better? How can I improve on it? one of you said so many things I want to like reiterate because it was so good and I want to make sure no one missed it but first of all (laughs) when you said our life gets to be good oh my gosh usually our titles are funny but like this time I think I'm gonna go with that like that is so good our life gets to be good when we believe that and what you were saying was so beautiful of like okay now I can kind of say if I was someone that had a healthy relationship with food how would she show up And that's how I start to frame my thoughts because it's kind of like in my head. So I picture things, a visual learner over here. It's like if you're standing far away from where you want to be, and you have this rope tied on to where you want to be, how can you inch by inch pull yourself closer to where you want to be? Well, you can look forward, forward thinking and say, okay, if I was like that, if I was that person, if I could show up that way, what would she decide, that person, who is you in the future? And you're pulling yourself closer and closer and closer to where you want to be until eventually you look up and you're there, right? And I just loved the way that you explained that because it was just, you just Did such a good job. It felt so good to hear you talk like that because I think we have felt that so powerfully in our business as well and on our journeys as intuitive eaters. And what we talk about with our members all the time is truly food is where it starts, it's not where it finishes. It affects everything in your life, whether that's your business, your relationships. You become more intuitive with everything in your life, not just food. And you're exactly right. It clears out all the junk that's in your way of living this better, bigger life. And uh, it's just so powerful. It was such a great, like, great little intro,
2: right? Thank you. And it's so funny you bring up the, like, inch by inch plunder. It reminds me of something my dad told me when I was just home for Thanksgiving. He was like, you know, back in my day, I had to lead a leadership training. And we always had to, I had to teach this. I had to show this video every time that I was doing the training. And the video was essentially, like, there was, like, a river, and it was like these rapids moving really fast, and you're on one side, and there's the other side. And there was like a rope, and you had to like grab the rope and like pull yourself across. And the whole idea behind it was that, like, you know, the vision on the other side and holding on to that rope is what allows you to get there. And what you just said reminded me of that so beautifully. It's like hold the vision, hold the vision of what's on the other side. How can you show up as that version of you on the other side? How can you, yeah, like hold on to that? rope Mm -hmm. and holding onto the rope is believing in that vision. And really, how can I step into the energy of being on the other side?
0: Yes, absolutely. You were
2: on the other side, you know, how can you step um, into that? So yeah, I, I love that you brought that up.
0: And knowing that there is another side and knowing that you can question, I love how you talked about how you question everything. Like I didn't just stop and think like, okay, what if I didn't have this, you know, thoughts around food? No, no, no. Who told me those thoughts? Why do I believe those thoughts? Who is that person to say those things? Did I make those things <laughs> up? Why did I make those things up? Where did that come from? Like no one knows For me sure. like I know me. Why yeah. am I trusting someone else over me? Like questioning everything, like until you think you can't question anymore and then keep questioning, right?
2: Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh! Yes, a really, really great book um, that I read that really helped me do that was um, it's called Byron Katie the Work, and she has these mm. like four questions where you ask yourself like, is it true? Um, is there one stress free reason to hold on to this thought? Who would I be without this thought? And then I think the last thing is like turning it around or something like that. But it's it's really powerful. Even just the is it true? Is it ultimately true? How do you know?
1: Yeah. yeah. That's like such an important question. Like we hear all the time from members "Well, I can't eat carbs. They're bad. Well, why, why do you believe that to be true? Is that true? Cause we, if we actually look at the science of it, we actually need carbohydrates and questioning is such a powerful thing. I think that book would be such a useful tool. And when you guys were talking about the rope thing too, I think what a great visual of intuitive eating, because it's like Mm -hmm. each step is so slow and it feels like it's taking so long to make progress, but like you'll get to the other side. Eventually it's just going to take time and knowing like you're still making progress. Intuitive eating is so much like when we are working on healing our relationship with food and body, that's a big ask for ourselves to just like, get rid of the thoughts that we've been having for 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, all of the things that we believe to be true. I mean, that takes time. And I think that's one thing we forget when we start this journey is we expect it to be an overnight fix. We expect our mindset to be shifted. And of course we can do things to shift our mindset, but I just love that. Like all of this is a journey and you have all of the tools to help people do it. And with working with a dietitian or a therapist or a mindset coach, like, you know, there's so many facets, um, to help you get there, but just knowing like it's going to take time and challenging those thoughts is such a great first step for anybody on this journey.
0: So Madison, I'd love to chat more about with you, you taught you touched on this in the middle of your story was starting to reprogram your subconscious mind. Now this I think maybe to some of our listeners, if they're anything like who I was a year or two ago, might hear that and go, nah, this isn't for me, this is a little woo woo. I don't know about this. That's not what the science says. I, I, I can't do that. This is who I am. It's always who I'm going to be. Can you talk to that person who was like was me years ago? before i started doing personal development and really reaching into that side of me um what would you say to that person or how do you get people on board to to believe that it's it's true and it's it's possible to change your subconscious mind and, and rewire it
2: um well the obvious answer is that you try it for yourself yeah and you exactly. prove, you prove to yourself that it works because if what you're doing right now isn't working for you it isn't making you feel good you're not living the life that you want to live then like what do you have to lose, you know? Yes. Well, and actually
0: to say that almost in reverse, like talking to myself, knowing who I am as a challenger, um, almost like, fine, try to prove it wrong. Like, show me, show me it won't work, you know, like show up and do the work and try it and see. And you know what? The worst case scenario, you you were right. You can walk away. (laughs) Although we know that's not true. Uh
2: Exactly. Yeah. And and for all my science nerds out there, I'm such a science nerd. I want the proof. I want the evidence. I want the analytics. I used to be an actuary, which Was not fun. Um, (laughs) But but I'm good at math.
1: Uh So, anyways,
2: um, so our brains, most of us know, we kind of have this conscious part of us. It's like who we think we are. It's, you know, just our consciousness. I don't know any other way to put it. And then we have this other part of our brain called our subconscious mind. And scientists literally proven that our subconscious mind is running 99.9, something like that percent of our lives. It's really driving everything in our life on autopilot. Like when you think in your mind that you made a decision, it, you didn't make it actually your subconscious um, mind's made it for you. And, you know, one book that I read, if you like, really want to push, <laughs> push yourself over the edge with believing all the science behind reprogramming your subconscious mind read you are the placebo by Joe Dispenza. It is probably my favorite book ever. It's so amazing he um i think got hit by a car on a bike he broke his whole spine they told him he would never walk again he had to get the surgery all this stuff and he just had this like intuitive sense of like i'm not supposed to get this surgery and he visualized his spine rebuilding itself every single day for like six months and he did like all these like meditations and things like that and literally six months later he was walking and completely re healed his spine. And now he's does like deep, deep, deep research on um, meditation and other ways that like literally it changes um, your brain. You can probably research his work online and see like a brain scan of someone like before and after doing meditation. That's just like one example of a way that you can kind of really change what's going on in your brain. It's absolutely incredible, but yeah, the best, the, you know, the, most obvious answer is yeah try it prove it prove it to yourself like what if Mm -hmm. it what if it gets to be that good what if it gets to be that powerful and like you know our subconscious minds like they're just running on autopilot so like why not program them with the autopilot that we want to be um living and something else that came up when you said that was like you know it brought me back to what i was saying earlier is how we are the deepest layer of our subconscious is our identity. It's who we believe we are. It's anything that comes after I am who we believe we are informs and creates our our thoughts and our beliefs, our thoughts and our beliefs. Um, you know, when you're thinking something, then you you create a feeling and it's like a cycle between the thoughts and feelings. Our feelings also then sometimes create thoughts like, oh, I feel like shit now, you know what I mean? So it's like this, the thoughts and feelings like become this cycle. So you have your identity, which is driving your thoughts and beliefs and feelings, which then drives your actions, right? Mm -hmm. Like think about it, like logically, for my logical people out there, it's like what you're thinking, what you're feeling, what you're believing, that's literally leading to your actions and the actions that you're taking are then leading to your results and your experience in your life. So when you think about, you know, a really simple example of this would be, okay, say your identity is like, what's something that comes up for like, a lot of an I am that comes up that a lot of your people struggle with
0: oh I'm not good with self control okay no pill power yeah
2: yeah for sure Okay. so yeah your say the identity is like I'm out of control right like I have no control your thoughts and beliefs might be like oh my god I can't have any food in the house like if I do I'm gonna eat it all and you know like all these thoughts, right? And then those um, thoughts are going to probably be making you feel anxious and stressed and worried and preoccupied. When you feel anxious, stressed, worried, and preoccupied, and you're thinking all these thoughts, like what results do you create? Well, then you feel out of control, like obviously, right? Mm -hmm. And so on the other hand, if say on an identity level, you're like, I'm an intuitive eater. I can trust my body to tell me what, when, and how much Mm -hmm. to... Eat. I um, know when I'm hungry. I know when I'm full. I, I know what I like to eat. I I know what feels good. I know what I want. I'm um, I can be trusted around food. Like I can eat the amount that I want, and then I can stop. And if I eat more than that, no big deal. And if I eat less than that, great. I'll go get more. Like you know, those kind mm-hmm. of thoughts come from that identity, and then from that place, from that more those more empowering thoughts and beliefs, then you have more empowering feelings. You might feel confident, trusting in yourself. Um, empowered and so from that place of trust and uh, confidence then how are you going to act around food well you're going to act like you trust it you're going to act confident you're going to listen to your body you're going to listen to your intuition and then what results do you get in your life well you get the result of the experience of being an intuitive eater and that's kind of like for me like that really helps me see like okay this is like the clear like you know logical breakdown so it's like most people who want to change their life and their relationship with food they're like i gotta change what i'm eating and this and that and i have to change the number on the scale and all these things on the outside um but really everything underneath it your identity your thoughts your beliefs your feelings that's really what's creating your experience so if you really want to create change in your life in your relationship with food you have to go to those deeper layers and it can be really uncomfortable because our brains don't our brains want to be right about who we are. So we have this part of our brain called the reticular activating system and its sole job is to literally look for and create evidence in our reality that affirms our current belief system. Yes. Mm -hmm. So we have to look for evidence to the contrary.
0: And when you go looking for it and you find it once, you build that confidence to find it again and again and again and And create momentum. Yes. Yes. I can't tell you guys, like, for those of you listening, Brooke and I's head are just like, yes, 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 yes. Like, yeah. I don't want to like, cut like her I'm off at all.
1: Free therapy, right? Now. For real.
0: <laughs> I mean, okay, so here's the thing. Like, I'm just going to make a sports reference because this is how I think. And we talk a lot about food. So we're going to pull it out to like a sports reference, kind of what she's explaining here. This was explained to me in high school. And I remember um, as a team, so I was on the volleyball volleyball team in high school, we were really good. Okay. So the varsity team was first place state, first place across the nation, really, really good volleyball. I was on the JV team. Okay. So I was backup, <laughs> but I still really enjoyed it, but we knew we were JV. So mentally, right. We're setting, we go, this is the type of player I am. I'm not great, but I'm not bad. I'm mediocre. And so to tell yourself over and over again that you're mediocre, this is the tapes playing in my head. What would end up happening is we would show up to a tournament and we'd be doing really well. And we would all look around at each other and go, "No, no, no, we're not this team. We we shouldn't be winning. We're mediocre." And what ends up happening is your body, your your brain is your RAS, you're looking for those evidence pieces to say, "No, no, no, I'm mediocre. I'm mediocre." And this is what leads to a choke right? At the end of the game, you start losing points. You start losing points because that's who you are. You're trying to prove it to yourself. No, 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 I'm mediocre. We shouldn't be winning. And so it's mm-hmm. it's confirming that bias that you already have in your brain. So you can't control the outcome. What you can control is your thoughts. If you start thinking like a winner, we're first place. We're just as good as varsity. We're just as good as all these other people. We should be first place. We should be first place. And looking for the evidence like, yep, there's one point in my corner. There's one point in my corner. And you continue to build that, which takes time. <laughs> this is not an overnight thing. You just wake up and reprogram yourself this way. But eventually you start to believe that you're a winner, that you're top tier, that you're first place. And then you start winning because that's who you see yourself as. So I just want to make like a little yes. sports comparison because <laughs> that's I where I first and learned it. So
2: good. It's so good. And it's sometimes helpful to like take a step back from the food stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We're, you know, those of us who have been in the food struggles or are in the food struggles, mm-hmm. we're in it. You know yes. what I mean? So yeah, like a different lens is really nice. I love that you brought up like looking for evidence. Yeah. It's like, Make it your dominant intent to look for evidence that you can trust yourself. Right. Like Mm. what you're doing right now is looking for evidence that you that you can't and you're bad and you're you're too fat or you're too this or you're Mm -hmm. too that. And like, or this is this is gonna make your body do this. And no, no, look for evidence that you can trust yourself. That look for evidence that it is safe Mm -hmm. to eat whatever you want. Look for evidence that you can honor your hunger and fullness. Look for evidence that. You don't need any food rules to feel amazing and to be Mm -hmm. healthy. Yeah. Look for the evidence like and you will find it.
0: It's so important. And so powerful, too, that it it does weigh in your favor over time for what you're looking for. And I think just as human beings, I mean, I think part of this is just human nature, but also how we've been nurtured is to look for the bad, the evidence, you know, to prove ourselves right in who we think Mm -hmm. we are. There's actually an interesting study about grocery lines. (laughs) I don't know the name of the study, but I've heard it a long time ago. (laughs) And it's basically like they studied grocery lines and then they surveyed people at the end of their experience at the grocery lines to see say, like, did you pick the right line? You know how when you pick a line and if it goes slow, you're like, I oh, always pick the wrong line. Oh, it's so yeah. slow. I should. If I was in that line, I would have gone through faster. But the thing is that we go to the grocery store, let's say once a week, and maybe that only happens to us once or twice in a whole year. But the evidence is stacked up against us that we always pick the wrong grocery line. But really, we're just not paying attention or paying any mind to the good of when we pick the good line. We're so focused on us being inconvenienced and, and proving to ourselves that we make bad choices or whatever. I mean, I just, it's so interesting when you start to learn this stuff where you start seeing it everywhere, like something so silly, but like they actually did research on, on timing people in grocery lines and then asking them what their experience was. And people only had evidence of being stuck. So so powerful. Just so powerful. So you can look for this anywhere. (laughs)
1: This stuff interests me so much. (laughs) It's interesting too, because I know Madison, you've talked about work, but when you're in the job that you hate and you, you can keep validating that over and over. Like I shouldn't be in this job. I shouldn't be in this job. I don't deserve this promotion. A lot of times we even like link that to our weight. Like, Oh, I, I actually won't get promoted because I'm not good enough and I'm too fat. Or like, like there's a lot of thoughts that like these food thoughts and body thoughts, they not only impact like our life, but it impacts our marriage and uh, how we are as parents and that job. And like. And you're right. Like the more weight that we can put into like the positive thoughts of I'm actually really good at this. And you're likely going to get that promotion if you are a good worker and you believe that you deserve the promotion, but like, you don't want to show up to a job interview and just be like, yeah, I'm okay. I'm mediocre. Like how many people are going to want to hire you or promote you, um, when you have that mindset. And so I think this mindset work that you're doing, Madison, it impacts every part of our life, like our marriage, our friendships, our job, our body image, our food thoughts. Like, I think that this work is really hard, but I think it's so important that we all like make this a priority. It's self-care, it's body respect by making this stuff a priority.
2: 100%. Yeah. And it's so much about like choosing to tell a new story right like nothing has meaning except for the meaning we give it nothing is actually real anyways like right like everything in the world we've decided that like i have a candle sitting on my desk Like we've decided a candle is a candle because we've decided to call it a candle you know what it means like nothing has meaning except for the meaning we've assigned to it so it's like if we're always making up stories that about you know who we are and how life works and all these rules that you can do this and you can't do that well like if the story's all made up anyways like why don't we tell a more empowering story right and the story you tell about your life yeah the life you create just look at your life and then notice the story you're telling about your life and how they correlate and imagine what would happen if you tell a new story how your life could change maybe try it for yourself. Like, you know, it's like, again, it's one of those things. It's like, what do you have to lose? Tell a new story for a month. If you hate it, you can go back to your old story, you know?
0: Yeah, I would love to get into that with you. Um, So with your clients, what are some things that you, like what kind of tools or resources or activities do you have them do, whether in session with you or on their own time, to help them rewrite that story, right? Because like a lot of us aren't waking up writing out a story on paper, but like it's how we talk to ourselves, right? And maybe we do start an affirmation journal or whatever that looks like. What are some of the things that you recommend your clients do? I know everyone's probably different. That's what makes a great coach. Um, But I'd love for you to give us some tangible tips of how to start rewriting our story and reprogramming our subconscious. Yeah, I
2: think one really easy place to start is journaling and asking yourself, what do I want my new story to be? Mm. Who do I want to be? How do I want my life to go? What life, what do I want to experience in my life? How do I want to feel and who do I need to be in order to step into that? That version of me who's already living that reality What does she think? What does she believe? How does she feel? How does she show up? What are her habits? How does she take care of herself? How does she show up for the people she loves? Like, And how can I start stepping into that version of me today? I think that's such a powerful place Mm -hmm. to start. And with my clients, this is something I really focus on is, you know, a lot of times we'll dedicate an entire session to tapping into that future version of you who already has what you want. And with one of my clients, like our first session, we did this and literally she emailed me the next day and was like, I feel a thousand times better already just from doing this. So like, it's so, wow. it can be easy. It can be so much easier than you think. It can be so much faster um, than you think. And like, it, it's simple. It's not always easy, but it's, it's simple. And like, that's such a great place um, to start. Some of the other tools that I love to use. And this is great for me. And for those of you who are like overthinkers or who tend to get caught up in what's going on in your mind um, is what I like to call like my rituals or practices. So this is things like meditation, hypnosis. I would even include journaling in that. Um, Tapping, emotional freedom technique. I don't know if you guys have heard about that. It's basically like you tap on like energy meridian points in your body. It's literally crazy how fast it can um shift how you're thinking and feeling which we now know shifts everything else um in your life so and hypnosis i don't know if i know yes um, Amen. that one um, so those are some of the like most powerful tools i like to use and i really like those tools as someone who you know has been more of an overthinker in the past because you know, a lot of times we want to like think our way to the answer, but like, then we just go deeper down the black (laughs) hole of like, I'm, I'm stuck in this. And it's like, it's literally all just an illusion anyways. So it's like, these practices really get you out of your head and into your body. So you have the space to tap into your intuition. And with these techniques too, it's like, there's so much science and evidence showing that like, it's actually reprogramming your brain. And reprogramming what's going on inside mm-hmm. your mind and inside um, of your body, so that you know you're really changing on an inner level. And when you change on an inner level, your your experience in the world then changes as an inevitable um, product and result.
0: Oh my gosh! Yes, exactly. You're not even focused on the out the external right. Like the external takes care of itself because you've worked so hard on the internal. And I think this is like, oh gosh, just so such a beautiful representation of life and and a different way to look at it. I I was definitely someone who's stuck in like, it is what it is. This is who I am. I'm not going to change, you know, like, why would I change, you know? And I, and I always had very good confidence and I had a lot going for me that I felt like was working enough. And this kind of goes back to where we started where it's like, yeah, but I can still pivot to make it better. I can still get
2: things to be good. Right. I have a crazy story. I actually have a crazy story. I would like to share about to show people who are doubters that your mind can heal your body. Yes. Let's so, do it. <laughs> um, I had a uh, COVID like, I don't know, in October, September, whenever it was. Um, and it lasted for like nine days. It was long and it was like intense. Um, uh, but anyway, so day seven, I lost my sense of taste and smell. And I was like, you've got to be shitting me. Like I already feel (laughs) terrible. Like I thought I was like starting to get better. I'm like, oh, like this sucks. And I'm like, what it? And you know, also too, everyone around me was saying, oh my, that's going to last for months or it'll be at least three weeks before that comes back. Like get used to it. And I was like, wait a minute. Like, does that have to be true for me? Like, do I need to buy into that story? So I literally started telling myself, like um, I would literally close my eyes, imagine myself putting food in my mouth and actually tasting and being like, oh, wow, like that tastes so good. I feel it on my taste buds. I feel new, refreshed taste buds growing in my mouth right now. Like I was literally visualizing my taste buds and sense of smell, like healing themselves and really thinking about the memories of times where I really did taste and smell things. I'm not kidding you. The next day, my taste and smell came back. that's crazy anyone else who only had it for 24 hours so wow there's little
0: a professional right here professional in the mindset (laughs) and energy um wow that's really incredible Exactly.
2: <laughs> not wow. You're going to be gonna... for that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Your doors are going to be blowing open, everyone, with COVID oh calling. Gosh. Yeah. Um, I have not oh my, lost my sense vaccine. of smell or anything. <laughs> Call Madison instead. Um, I have not <laughs> lost my taste and smell. So there's a chance it's not COVID. And that's the other thing. is like nobody knows. And I'm like, I don't need to go it's get tested because so we're just quarantined in my home. Like I'm, you know what I mean? And my kids had just started daycare. So I was like, I'm sure it's just a bug from there. But. Anyways, um, yes, the mindset is so, so powerful. I love how you're using this in practice and helping other people not only overcome their relationship with food, but also everything in their life because it truly is all interconnected. We, no matter who we are, we cannot compartmentalize our entire life into separate sections and it really does start to spill over and I've experienced that for sure in the last like year or so with intuitive eating, the fact that it can pour over into other areas of my life. And it's just so powerful to look back and go, oh my gosh, all this started because I wanted to stop tracking food. (laughs) Now it's changed so much. So I just, I love what you're doing. Um, We talked a little bit off air, Madison, about possibly tapping into some of your goodness of maybe walking us and our listeners through a quick little meditation, guided meditation, visualization, especially for some people out there that are like, I don't know about this trust me, the first time you do this, it can be really powerful. And the, we're just gonna give you a little taste. Is that cool? Madison, you want to do that with us?
2: Yeah, do we want to focus it just on like chilling and relaxing? Or do you want me Ooh. to tie in a little bit of like, um, food healing and in it, into it?
0: Oh, I'm gonna leave that to Brooke. You get to decide. I want it all.
1: Yeah, I think tie it.
0: Yeah, I know. I want it all.
1: I want it all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. That sounds amazing. Definitely tie it into food and body a little bit. Okay. But that's, I'm
0: so excited. Cool.
2: Are you guys ready?
0: I am ready.
2: Okay, cool. Well, for everyone listening, if you're driving, obviously pause, come back to this later. Um, but for those of you at home in a safe place, Wherever you are, just close your eyes, put yourself into a comfortable position. Just starting to take some deep breaths, breathing in through the nose and out through the mouth. Just noticing your body begin to relax, feeling the ground beneath you and feeling so supported by it, feeling more grounded more present already. There's nowhere else you need to go. Nothing else you need to do. You're exactly where you're meant to be. Just continuing to take deep breaths in through your nose and out through your mouth. A Couple more times, big inhale. And now just letting your breathing return to normal, letting go, just letting go and relaxing. Maybe even feeling your shoulders drop a little bit now. Sinking into this moment, sinking into this feeling of relaxation and just letting go. Let go of anything else that's going on in your mind and your body. And I want you to now bring your awareness to the top of your head. And I want you to just check in with your body. And as we move down from the top of your head to your feet, I want you to just check in, noticing what's going on in your body, not judging it as good or bad, just noticing like you're an observer, just watching, noticing how you're feeling, noticing the sensations, And then just as easily as you notice what's going on, just as easily letting it go. So starting at the top of the head, checking in with the head, coming down over the forehead And as you check in, maybe if it feels good for you, imagining a bright white light coming over your head now. And as this white light comes over your body, it just infuses your body with this relaxing, calming, grounding energy. So coming down over the head now, feeling your frown lines on your forehead beginning to melt away. Coming down over your nose, and your cheeks and your mouth, maybe even feeling your jaw drop, coming down the back of your head and your neck, feeling all the muscles in your neck, just begin to relax. Coming down to the shoulders now, imagining the muscles in your shoulders, as loose, limp rubber bands, just feeling them relax completely and totally. And this relaxing, calming light comes over your chest now and all the muscles in your chest just begin to relax. Coming down the upper back now and out to the sides spreading out like a fan. Relaxing your lower back now, coming around to your stomach, feeling all the muscles and organs in your stomach, just begin to relax. Coming down over the hips now, and your thighs, the backs of your legs, over your knees, down the shin bones and around to your calves. Coming down over your ankles now, feeling all the muscles in your feet, relaxing, relaxing even more. And now feel this calming energy, filling and relaxing each and every one of your toes. And now just noticing how you feel now, feeling this relaxing, calming energy pulsing inside of your body. I want you to feel lighter, inspired, more at peace and more at ease already. Just notice what you're feeling. Notice how good this feels. Notice how relaxed you feel. And I want you to go ahead and turn that feeling of relaxation, of calm, of freedom up 10 times now. See if you can crank it all the way up. And just let that feeling wash over you, let that feeling come over you now. And now I want you to go out into a time in the future where you have completely healed your relationship with food and your body. Go to that time now and just notice what you're seeing, hear what you're hearing and feel what you're feeling there's no right or wrong way that this picture will look to you or feel to you or sound to you. Just go there now and step into that reality now. Step into that version of you now and just just look around, just observe what's going on. Just notice how you feel. What are you doing? Where are you? Are you inside? Are you outside? Who are you with? Is there a big smile on your face? Just notice, notice everything that's going on. It gets to be whatever you want it to be. And now, now that you've made it there to the other side and healed your relationship with food in your body What are you saying to yourself? Are you saying, I'm so proud of myself, I did it. Just notice now what's going through your mind. What are you saying to yourself in this moment? how does it feel? How does it feel to know that you are an intuitive eater? How does it feel to know that you never have to worry about what to eat or not eat ever again? How does that feel? And now, staying present in this moment, I want you to look back over your shoulder, notice all of the growth and inner healing that you did in order to get yourself to this place today. Just looking back at what you did the last few weeks, months, over the last year in order to heal, what did you believe that made the biggest difference? What actions did you take that made the biggest difference? And what did you let go of? What did you let go of that made the biggest difference in order to get here today? when you're ready, keeping your eyes closed, just come back to the present moment, keeping your eyes closed. And just notice, notice what's shifted. Notice how you're feeling now. And know that this reality is yours to step into now. You have everything within you that you need. You know it's possible and you feel it's possible and you're stepping into that version of you now. Just taking a couple more deep couple more deep breaths. Big inhale through the nose. Exhale out the mouth. Biggest inhale of the day. And exhale, letting it all go. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes. Wow, you guys look like like, like so new. Woman. <laughs> yes, you are. You let your brain changed. You
1: are a new person, actually. <laughs> Moms, especially, you need to do oh this. My gosh. Moms, hide your children and do this. Exercise. <laughs> hide your children. <laughs>
2: Or hide your fiance who talks on the phone yes. all the time for work in the other room. I had to go I had to like um you guys don't know, but I'll just tell you now in the middle of it, you guys your eyes were closed, but I had to go like tell him I'm like, I'm in the middle of leading a very calming meditation. <laughs> you need to take it down or not. That's amazing. Um, I myself
1: on mute. Nobody nobody knows. It's fine. <laughs> that was incredible. So thank you. That was so nice. That, that felt, felt so you. good. So nice.
0: Madison, that's incredible. I need to do
1: this every day. Um, You should definitely, didn't you say you have some meditations on your website, Madison? You should yes. definitely share where to find those because I yes. think we all need to start doing those every day. And how
0: to work with you. Yes, I know you say you're all booked up, but gosh, yes. get on their wait list, you know? Mm-hmm. Let us know. Where can we find you?
2: So the free meditations are on my website, magneticallyyou.com slash free meditation. It's like a free five-day meditation challenge there amazing amazing meditations really just designed to help you like clear your minds and energy of what's keeping you stuck release fear and anxiety and really like step into trusting yourself trusting your um intuition and like they just feel so good and also like the really cool thing is that like just by like taking the time to do that kind of like inner practice it's like you'll notice things on the outside shifting like an unexpected opportunity comes along or maybe with food, like you eat dinner and you realize at the end of it, like, oh my gosh, I didn't even stress about it at, at all. Or, you know, things just shift. Um And it's really cool. Like the magic really just can come through going um inward. So that's the free meditations. My website's magneticallyyou.com. My podcast is magnetic you I'm magnetically you on instagram i would love for you guys to message me and let me know how that little meditation visualization thing felt for you and you know what did you let go of and what did you believe that made the biggest difference and what actions did you um take and i'm excited for you guys to yeah start stepping into all of that now so that's instagram and then yeah my uh, one-on-one coaching is full right now but you can apply at magneticallyyou.com/coaching. And applying gets you on the wait list. And then when a spot opens up, you will be um, first in line.
1: Yeah.
0: Wow. That felt incredible. And I can't even tell you like as an intuitive eater, right? Like I already felt like I was going places. And even during the visualization, I was like, wow, I've got a lot of place to go. Like I've got a lot of, um, improvements to make and it just felt really powerful. I just, I, I cannot believe I spent so much of my time thinking that meditation was wasteful time. I just think that's so sad when I look back. So, um, now, I mean,
2: I would love to hear what came up for you guys in the meditation. If you want to share, like, um, you know, like what did you believe? What did you let go of? Like, did anything come up for you guys?
0: Yeah, for me, for sure. I felt like um, when you were talking about how do you feel right now, like the visualization of um, coming to a, in my head, I was like at a meal outside had a picnic, and I felt very like light. And like, I didn't even have to defend anything. Like, I feel like a lot of my still like hesitation. And, and we talk about this a lot in our membership of like, you don't have to defend being an intuitive eater. You don't have to prove to anyone. You don't have to engage in those conversations. Like so many of our our members and people on Instagram are like, well, What do I do when someone tells me that we, I should be on a diet? And our, my biggest advice is don't engage. You don't have to have that conversation. If you want to, here are the mm-hmm. steps. But I think I need to take that advice for myself. And I really realized in that moment, like, okay, I, I need to stop trying to get everyone on board with what I realize works, right? For me, and realize, like, I'm not in charge oh of anyone my God. else's life. <laughs> Yes, Alyssa over here with the God Complex.
2: No, that was such a big thing for me too, Mm -hmm. and for my clients, that was one of the hardest things for all of my clients. That's why I ended up creating a whole module on it in my course because it's it's tough when you find this thing that's so life changing. Mm -hmm. You want it for other people, you want them to experience it, but sometimes people are not ready. Mm -hmm. They have to have their own journey, and a lot of times, like you have to protect your own energy if you're you know
1: in that process of healing still. I can talk about what came up for me during that exercise. So I just like pictured being on a beach, eating guacamole in a swimsuit and not caring at all about like any, like no food thoughts, no body thoughts, just like being on vacation and enjoying food, making it so, you know, it being super, super satisfying and just like having peace. Yeah. I think that's yeah, like the sure. biggest thing ever. As we're back, my computer... Shut down. There are Chinese words all over the screen.
2: Don't know what happens. But anyway, so I was thinking, I think I was saying about, yeah, just like, it's so important that, you know, in the process of healing, like you have a right to protect your energy. And a lot of times going into that place of convincing and trying to get everyone on board just makes you feel worse. And it's also, you know, when all that stuff and triggers come up, it's just showing you your next level of healing, right? Because it wouldn't trigger you, it wouldn't bother you if there wasn't something going on inside of you that needed some, some love, some compassion, some healing. So when that does happen, take it as an opportunity to look within yourself and Mm -hmm. be like, how, um, what am I believing that's making me feel this way? And is there a more empowering belief that I could choose to step into and just get excited that you're growing right every time that happens get excited that you're growing and you can avoid the conversations as well to protect your energy mm-hmm. and not even put yourself in a position to feel like you have to defend what you're doing cuz that was that was so tough for me when i was on my intuitive eating journey it's like it feels like nobody gets it and like even you know family members who saw me struggle so deeply with an eating disorder and then to feel like I found this thing that was like my answer to never worrying about food again for them to question. It was like, did you not Mm -hmm. see me have an eating disorder? Like, Like, oh, like I need this and I need you to be on board with it. That's what it felt like. But you don't need them to be on board with it. All you need is for you to be on board with mm-hmm. it, for you to do what's best for you, to, you, to follow what yes. feels good for you. Right. And the more you do that, the more trust you'll have in yourself and the more you'll get to a place where like you don't need it for anyone else to do it because you're doing it solely for yourself.
0: I love that. And it's honestly one of the reasons why we created the membership that we did around finding food freedom, because it can feel so alienating, like no one else gets it. And like, you have to keep explaining everything or having these conversations over and over again. And the membership is such a safe place for people to come and talk about it without having to give any background, any X, Mm -hmm. Y, or Z, and really just come and say, Oh, this is what I'm dealing with, or this is my win. Yeah, it's so powerful. Need all the money in the world to join your membership had I known about it <laughs> right? <the time. laughs> and honestly, that's why Brooke and I created it because we're like, this is yeah. what we wanted. This is what we wish oh, we no. had when we were going through it. And we noticed when we started the podcast together, we were at a certain level of healing. And then when we started the podcast, just chatting about this stuff regularly, it was like increase, like rocket ship mm-hmm. up in our own healing journeys because we had an outlet to talk about it and to work through things and to research and a reason to talk more about it and, and get more invested in it. And that's when we were like, okay, this is what we need. So that's why we created the membership. But geez, Madison, that was so incredible. Thank you so much for an incredible episode. Again, that I know we'll be referencing for probably another year (laughs) and an incredible visualization and meditation little time that all of us need. Uh, I'm going to link all the things down below. I took notes on the books you recommended. All the things are going to be down below. So check those out. And Madison, thank you so, so much. We so appreciate you coming on.
2: Thank you. Thank you for having me and thanks everyone listening.
0: Yeah. All right, you guys, we will see you next week. See you later. See
1: you later.